If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly show. Didn't I not tell you it was going to be a fun day on a Wednesday? I knew it was. That's good. Cause we have to talk about a, a, a real, a real creep here in just a moment, just a moment. But remember you can email the show, Jesse at Jesse Kelly Your love, your hate, your death threats, all are welcome. Your ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday, Jesse at Jesse Kelly You missed any part of the show. Go download the podcast. I heard Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Before I get to balkanizing and moving to a red state and some emails and Green New Deal insanity and the destruction being intentional, let's let's just pause for a brief moment because we're going to do this from time to time on the show. I've decided, I've made an executive decision, Chris, <clears throat> that I'm going to complain about stuff. What? What? I said, now, listen, this is what happened. I need to explain. And I meant to lead the show with it, but somehow I thought we should got talk politics instead. The opportunities that are out there for people to get ahead in the business world today are endless. And I realize the economy is down, but the opportunities are endless for young people to get ahead because so many people in the business world today are stupid and useless. And if you're not stupid and useless, you can get ahead. I think people 
I think people, especially younger people without a lot of experience in the market, I think people think that you really need to be special to make it. No, no. You don't understand. You don't fully comprehend how dumb so many people are and worthless. You know what just happened to me? Well, this was an hour and a half ago, but here's what happened to me. I know you're probably wondering. I know you've probably wondered from time to time, what does a superstar celebrity like Jesse do to get ready for a show? I'm sure you've asked that, and I certainly don't blame you. I certainly don't blame you for that. Well, what I generally do is find some pizza or some tacos, and I get fueled up for three hours of greatness. That's what I do. And there's this taco shop locally. I'm not going to blast their name nationally. I've always thought that was kind of low class. Oh, do better, Delta Airlines. My flight's been canceled. I just never enjoyed that. So I'm not going to name them. But there's this local taco shop. No, it's not Taco Bell. Okay. It's local taco shop. And I, they have an online thing where you can order online and, you know, pick it up. And I didn't want to pay delivery fees and all that, all that other stuff. So whenever possible, I just go pick it up. I go, I put in my order. I pay. I remember, this is part of the story. I pay for the order. And then it gives me some kind of a heads up. Hey, your order will be ready. And I think it was 10 minutes. No problem. Order my food, pay, hang out, talk to these two idiots here in the studio for a little bit. And then I decide I'm going to go pay. Well, I'm going to go pick it up. I mean, hop in my ride, drive over there. And I walk up to the front counter where the cashier is, and he looks at me weird. Like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm doing a pickup order. And I'm standing underneath the sign that says pickup orders. I'm underneath it. In fact, because I'm 6'8 and the ceilings aren't that tall, the sign is probably five inches from the top of my head. And I'm under the sign, and I say to the guy, hey, uh, I'm here for a pickup order. And he goes, oh, you're down in the kitchen. And I said, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand what you, what you said there. And he said, get out of the kitchen. And I think he's saying go down to the kitchen. But again, we're going to pause the story here for just a brief moment. Young people, this is important. Actually, this applies to everyone. I should just single out young people. An underrated skill is being able to speak clearly. When you speak into the phone, when you speak to other people, and, and this is a critical critical part, everyone pay attention to this, whenever you're in a situation where you're in person or on the phone, maybe you're on an intercom at a fast food job, and you say something, and the person you said it to doesn't hear, and they ask you to repeat yourself, this is important, it's critical you repeat yourself in a different way than you said it the first time. Slower, louder, clearer. So if you say, oh, it's in the Kedrington, and I say to you, I'm sorry, I didn't understand, you don't say again, oh, it's in the Kedrington. Clearly something is wrong with your delivery. Slow down, enunciate, be clear. I will just say, this is why I have my kids order their own food at restaurants, and we have since they were tiny kids, because they have to speak up and slow down and speak clearly. It's a good learner. Anyway, so I think I know what he was saying, and I walk by the kitchen doors down to the separate bar section because he must be pointing towards the bar. Okay, maybe they changed it. This is where you pick up your online orders you paid for. And I go down to the bartender, and he looks at me. He says, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm picking up. He said, oh, go to the kitchen. I said, I'm, go to the kitchen? Like the 
the the swinging steel doors that lead back to the kitchen. Do I go in the kitchen? He's like, no, just go to the door of the kitchen and let them know what you're there for. And already this was all the red flags I need. I walk up to the kitchen. Dude comes up to me. He says, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm picking up an order. For who? I said, for Jesse. I actually said, Jesse, the Oracle Kelly, Chris. No, I just said Jesse. And he said, oh, okay. We don't have any of those. And I, I said, I'm sorry, you don't have what? You don't have what? We don't have any orders. And I pulled out my phone and I showed it to him. I said, you do. Actually, you have an order right here. It's for Jesse. It's for Jesse. Oh, wait, I'm not done yet. It's for, you have an order for Jesse. Oh, okay. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. He takes off back in the kitchen, comes back couple minutes later and i'm expecting something resolved remember i have electronic verification and he says yeah man i uh, talked to my manager and we don't have any of those orders i said oh okay but i ordered it and paid for it and you see this like this on this phone this is proof there's there's my order yeah we don't have it okay uh, go get me the manager could you get me the manager please i would like to speak to the manager oh okay 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 he goes back he goes back and he talks to the manager Clearly, it takes him a minute, and I can just see this, this play out because it's not like she goes scurrying right up to the front. He's like, this psycho actually wants the food he pays for. Finally, this lady comes around, and this is the manager. Again, this is the manager. Young people, actually people entering a new job, let this serve as an inspiration to you. The manager comes up to me and says, okay, what's the problem, sir? I said, well... The problem is I ordered this food and, and I paid for the food. And again, I showed her the phone and I said, but no one here seems to know where my food is. And she says to me on my life, she says, oh yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. Someone else must've picked it up. And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, this silence was me looking at her waiting for the, I'm sorry, we'll fix it. I'll get on that right now. Let's remake the order. But though she thought, she genuinely thought that was going to be the end of the conversation. Oh, you ordered? Oh, someone else picked it up. Oh, okay. And so I say to her, well, okay, could you remake my order and give it to me so I'm able to eat the food I, I paid for? Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make, we'll make it now. And, and I know what's coming. I know what's coming. So I said to her, look. Do you want me to send you this this screenshot or something so you know exactly what I ordered? Because, of course, I had to take some vegetables off of some stuff. She's like, no, I'm sure we got it. She goes back to the kitchen. Again, still no apology or anything like that. She goes back to the kitchen. Ten minutes later, my food finally comes out. She brings it out herself. I'm sitting at a, just sitting at a table in the restaurant. No big deal. Just checking through social media and whatnot. She brings the table up. Sets the bag down in front of me. No apology. No thank you for waiting. She says, there you go. There's your food. And she takes off. And now now I'm steamed, right? Because now I'm hangry. Now I'm really steamed. And I thought, you know, before I walk out of this place, I don't want to risk blowing a gasket. I'm going to open up the food. And I'm going to see. And I open up the food. And it was all wrong. And none of it was my order. And I had to get up. That's what took me so long, fellas. And I had to get up and I had to go right back to the kitchen and say, this is my order. Make my food. Now, that wasn't exactly the end of the world, right? I had some late tacos, no big deal. But what it should serve is an inspiration to all you people, young and old, 
You don't understand the stupidity and laziness out there at the highest levels. Just be normal, and you can kill it in this life, all right? All right. Let's talk about Bill Gates here just a second from now. Before we do that, let's talk about customer service, actually, because that's this is a great segue into that. Don't you hate when you get a hold of a company that, one, you can't ever get a hold of someone. You're on hold for an hour. And two, when you finally get to talk to somebody, they don't speak English. And if they do, it's very broken English. You can't understand them. They don't understand you because it's a factory in India somewhere. They piped you across the Pacific. One of the things I love most about Pure Talk, it isn't just that they never violate our values. They're not like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Pure Talk loves your values. And I love the fact that they save the average family over $900 a year. You could probably use that right now, right? I love that Pure Talk has customer service in America. And they hire Americans. I've had to talk to them three times. I get to talk to a pleasant, helpful American every time. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse USA! Kelly Show. So take it easy. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't know why, just it feels like something new is in the air, something fresh is in the air. But that may be the Sour Patch Kids I just ate in between breaks on the show. All right. There's something we have to talk about. And I, I think it's just one of, these, one of these bizarre phenomenons I can't wrap my mind around. There's a lot of that now. But one of the most prominent voices on the planet today about several things is Bill Gates. Bill Gates. I don't have to tell you who that is. Founder of Microsoft. At one point was the richest man in the world by a mile. He's still way up there, right? Bill Gates. He is everywhere. It's crazy. For everything from baby formula to farmland to, to uh, food and water in Africa to COVID stuff. He, the, the, guy, the guy is, you can't turn around without getting away from him. So you, you had had, you'd had two uh, vaccinations and then two booster shots. Is that right? That's right. And, you know, for people over you know, 50 or 60, uh, they'll probably have to be boosted every six months until we get even better vaccines. So when do you get... Yeah, he's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Every time you turn on the news, Bill Gates is there talking about COVID and vaccines and world health stuff. He's actually been invited to the World Economic Forum where he's pretty much going to be crowned king here in a few days. But we'll, we'll, we'll set that aside. He's a prominent voice. I didn't even have to introduce him. You know who Bill Gates is. A prominent voice. Is everyone forgetting that Bill Gates is so tied to Jeffrey Epstein's international sex trafficking ring that Bill Gates, his wife Melinda, cited that as a reason for their divorce? I'm not, I'm not trying to gossip about the man. Your wife divorces pretty much the richest guy on the planet. Why? Because you are so close to somebody 
who apparently creeped her out so bad she met Jeffrey Epstein once. You know how great a woman's intuition is. I just, I'll always believe God gave that to them because they're smaller and weaker and more annoying. So they have this better intuition. She met Jeffrey Epstein one time and said it gave her nightmares that night. She had nightmares about it. And it turns out Bill Gates, well, um, Bill Gates was intimately involved. This is from the New York Times. This is not me. Mr. Gates, who got to know beginning in 2011, three years after Mr. Epstein, who faced accusations of sex trafficking of girls, pleaded guilty to soliciting prostitution from a minor. Mrs. French Gates had expressed discomfort with her husband spending time with the sex offender, but Mr. Gates continued to do so, according to people who were at or briefed on gatherings of the two men. In October 2019, the relationship, this is from the New York Times, between Gates and Epstein burst into the public view. She hired divorce lawyers, setting in motion a process culminated, uh, this is a long, old article, but it says culminated this month with the announcement that their marriage was ending. Melinda Gates divorced one of the richest men on the planet because of how intimately involved he was with a guy who sex trafficked girls from across the world. And remember, Bill Gates's relationship with him continued after Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of this behavior. His wife tells him to stay away. And Bill Gates continues to see Jeffrey Epstein in what capacity, I don't know. But... I think we all can guess, right? Now, I only bring that up, not actually to pick on Bill Gates. I bring that up to go back to what I was just talking about at the beginning of this segment. Bill Gates feels totally comfortable being on every nightly news show where he's still invited. He's still invited to these huge World Economic Forum things where he'll talk to prime ministers and presidents and senators. Bill Gates is still welcomed with open arms around the world and seen as a leading voice on the major issues of our time. And his wife just divorced him for his connection to an international sex trafficking ring. Now, I don't mean to get too graphic, graphic, but is the world upside down? Chris, Michael, the... Look, is this like a personal thing? Am I a crazy person here? Or is this not the wildest thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Yeah, What is this? The guy, he buys a fake baby formula thing. One of these off-brand baby formula things. Now we have a baby formula shortage. The guy's highly invested in Airfingers, quote, vaccines. All of a sudden, he's on the news pushing vaccines every other day. Farmland, they say, I don't know that this is true, they say he's the largest owner of farmland in the United States of America. While we have a meat shortage, he's been on television drinking poop water that he said was clean. I didn't make that up. That actually happened. We have somebody who is, he even sounds creepy. Chris, play, play that again. Play that again. I know this is probably harsh because people can't help the sound of their voice. Tell me this guy doesn't sound creepy. That's right. And 
you know, for people over, you know, 50 or 60, uh, they'll probably have to be boosted every six months until we get even better vaccines. Why is he still public? You know, we had an argument last night on the show. It wasn't an argument, but we kind of had one of these on-air discussions when we were talking about all this white supremacy and racism and whatnot. And I said, I said, look, I think in our society today, if you were actually a white supremacist and that label stuck to you, and I mean a real one, not, not one of these fake ones, like Nazi flags and Klan hats and stuff like that. I said, there's nothing worse you could be labeled at, labeled as in this society today. Chris argued pedophile is probably number one or at least up there. Doesn't this kind of prove my point? I mean, this guy is linked to an international sex trafficking ring with underage girls and several witnesses, and he's not shunned from the public as we speak He's prancing around the world doing God knows what on private jets. And he is a leading voice for virtually everything happening in the world today. So I ask you again, has the world gone mad? Are we all crazy? Guy gets divorced for the worst reasons. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah, how corrupt. All right. Speaking of corruption. Marissa Hansen, she focuses on local corruption. I'm going to talk to her about that. We're going to talk to her about elections and more. Hang on. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, what is that song? What did Marissa pick? What is that song? The Less I Know? That's a perfect song for you. Joining me now is Marissa Hansen. She's an investigative journalist, and I've told you all a thousand times, we talk about the corruption at the federal level all the time. Everyone wants to point out this scumbag senator or this president or this president's son, and all that's fine. If you want to see the worst real corruption in this country... Go down to the local level, to the county and city level. And I brought Marissa on, not just because I want to talk to her about Houston. I want you to know the things she tells you about Houston apply to you and where you live. Marissa, you're an investigative journalist. You have some of the best information I've ever seen out there. What's happening in Houston? Oh, a whole lot's been happening in Houston. And a lot of people don't seem to understand just because they live in a red state that corruption isn't happening in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved back to Houston about two years ago um, around the COVID time, and I was shocked at how bad our city had been ran into the ground. And so I wanted to go and find where the root causes were. And um, it's all happening in our county's commissioner's court. I, and I'm telling you, this is, hundreds of millions of dollars that I can't find the raw data to where the money's going. And it's all NGOs, 5013Cs, and 
it just gets lost after that. Okay, hundreds of millions of dollars. I want people to pay attention to this. Hundreds of millions of dollars from where, Marissa? So some of it's county level. Most of it's American Rescue Plan Act dollars. Ah. It's, it's, you know, it, it all started with the COVID grift, but prior to that, they were going into our county's public improvement contingency funds. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, they, when the Democrats took power, our pick funds were about $380 million. And the last I checked, it was, oh, it was down to $38 million in a matter of two years. Okay, Marissa, there are a lot of allegations that go around, and I want everyone to understand. I'm speaking with Marissa Hansen, investigative journalist. She's talking about Houston right now. I know you may be saying to yourself, I'm just in a small town in, in Oklahoma. Believe me, your small town is dirty, too. Local politics is dirty. All right, Marissa, can you explain? I realize you're not a criminal, but you do investigate these people. How could I get millions or hundreds of millions of, let's say, COVID money from the American Rescue Plan and financially benefit myself from that? How's that possible? What's that look like? Um, It usually looks like uh, you can find it through campaign donations and the contracts which are being awarded through the county's COVID section. Um, normally, if it's an LLC, you want to see if, uh, like, where the address of this LLC is. A lot of these LLCs tend to be PO boxes, which is a red flag there. <laughs> so why? Usually why is that when, a red flag? Well, because usually these LLCs are kind of like shell companies, and then once you start to branch it out, you tend to find these politicians' names or big campaign donors of theirs attached to these LLCs. So as you can see, it's kind of correct, (laughs) to say the least. Okay. Now, specifically Harris County, for those who aren't here, I realize I'm talking to people all over the country. Harris County is the county where Houston is. Harris County, they have a judge. Her name's Lena Hidalgo. People don't know who this person is, Marissa, from across the country. Who is she? Okay, so Lena Hidalgo basically runs our county's budget. And our county's budget is $7 billion. Not million, billion. Harris County is the third largest county in the United States. So this isn't small money, which we're talking about. But, you know, the county judge, she's she's basically like a DNC placeholder. And so she's awarding all of these ARPA fund contracts to her cronies up at Boston Consulting Group for six and a half million dollars. And then you start to kind of see how these certain judges like Lena Hidalgo or Clay Jenkins or KP George all kind of fit into this corrupt DNC kind of ploy that they're doing in our counties. And this isn't just, you know, as you said, it's not just happening in Harris County. It's happening in Fort Bend. It's happening in uh, Dallas County. It's happening in Tarrant. It's happening in Bear. So when you look at like what happened in Georgia with these county judges, you start to see that there's patterns which are happening in every state. I mean, it's almost like a conspiracy. 
Marissa, so again, we're speaking with Marissa Hansen, investigative journalist. Marissa, let's talk about something that's on everybody's mind across the country right now. Elections, election integrity. <laughs> what have you seen? Um, I've seen a lot of money disappear and, you know, a lot of ballot harvesting happening. I know that many people have watched uh, 2000 Mules, and I think that alone is cause for concern about our elections. But last night was a good night for um, America First candidate Doug Mastriano won, Ted Budd won, and it does seem to be kind of a prelude, a prelude to what we're going to be seeing in November, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, Marissa Hansen, where can people get more of your stuff? Um, you can go to my Substack at marissa.substack.com. Thank you so much, Jesse. You bet. Be good. All right, take care. Remember, that was a lot about Houston. I know I'm talking to the whole country here. I've tried to drive this home how important our local elections are. Yeah, we had a big primary last night. We've talked about that, and we're going to keep talking about it because primaries matter in House and Senate and governor and presidency, and these things are important. I'm not dismissing the importance of them, but your local politics is almost undoubtedly scummy and wrong, and this is not just a big city thing. Maybe you're saying, oh, that's Houston. Oh, but it's New York City, of course. I know. I know what it's like in L.A. No. I am telling you, I've seen this time and again across the country. Oftentimes, the smaller the town, the worse it is. Oh, wow, this construction company got this new $5 million sewer project. That's awesome. Oh, hey, look. Look at that city councilman got a brand new Escalade. That is nice. I wonder how all that worked. Scummy stuff happens in this country, all right? And I'm not just talking about Chris. Speaking of scum. I don't like mandating things. I don't like punishing people for not doing something. Isn't it funny how many people sound like freedom fighters now? And it's wild, is it not? How many people across the country use the words freedom and democracy when they don't like those things? They don't mean anything by it. It is, uh, it is an evil world out there right now. It's an evil world. It's a dangerous world. And we're going to talk just a little bit. It's going to, gosh, this will be melodramatic. We're going to talk a little bit about Elon Musk. Elon Musk, of course, richest guy in the world. No, I'm not an Elon Musk worshiper, but he bought Twitter. Well, kind of. He's trying to buy Twitter. Maybe didn't buy Twitter. Turns out Twitter lied about how many users it had. And now Elon Musk, he's getting very political. I think Elon Musk is in danger, physical danger. I will explain in just a second. Before I get to that, let's talk about a deal for you. Right now, if you go to MyPillow.com, you, you know about the Giza Dream Sheets. You know about MyPillows. You know about uh, MyPillows Amazing Six-Piece Towel Set. You know they have these travel MyPillows called Roll and Go MyPillows. You understand that all these things right now at MyPillow.com are buy one, get one free. Now is the time to stock up on all these things. Even if you have them, this is already, I know, look, I know what you're saying. Jesse, it's May. This is Christmas shopping time. When they're buy one, get one free, now's the time. Go to MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. Again, MyPillow bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel sets, the travel MyPillows called Roll and Go Anywhere MyPillows. 
MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, all right? Or call 800-845-0544, 800-845-0544. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and uh, look, I told you we were going to have a good time tonight, did I not? Let's get to balkanizing real quick before we get to everything else. San Francisco, they have a high COVID case rate, and they just can't seem to figure it out. We'll get to that in a second. Let's get to some emails. Dear handsome Dr. Jesse, for years now, you've been saying to move to a red state. I live in New York, just outside of New York City. I'm on vacation with the family in South Carolina. It's like I'm living in a different country. No COVID hysteria. No commercials every 30 seconds about getting your kids vaccinated or getting your booster. I'm loving life in Red America. I think it's time to move. As usual, you're right. And he says, P.S. (laughs) P.S. Can you kiss my baby? It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, Jesse. Let me tell you something. I I, I know a lot of you have heard this before, so I'm going to say it again. When you leave a blue area, an area that doesn't share your values, and you move to a red area, it's not, I don't tell you that just because, oh, the taxes are lower. I don't tell you that just because of the less COVID insanity, right? And I don't even tell you that only because you'll have some level of state power on your side, state protection on your side, although that's a very important part of it. I say move from your blue area to a red area because it makes your entire life better. Every single part of it. Now, I, I, and again, I understand for work reasons and family reasons and various things like that. It's not an option for some people. I understand that. But I don't say this to you as just some idiot sitting behind a microphone. I say this to you as someone who has done it. I lived in the bluest of blue areas. We lived in Washington, D.C. for a year. I was doing political stuff back there. And it didn't matter how much I was into the cause or whatever. Living in a blue area where people don't share your values, it's palpable. You can see it and feel it all around you. And we hated it so much. For me, one of the biggest things for me was manners for the kids. We're big on hold doors open for women, hold doors open for old people, say thank you, say please, say yes, sir, no, but we're just very big on that in my house. It's just something that I'm, I'm obsessed with. You're never getting a thank you for holding a door open for someone and no one's holding a door open for you, period, in a blue area. Now, maybe you're rolling your eyes saying, oh, I'm not moving my family across the country for for doors being not held open. Listen, we were so sick of this blue area. I quit my job. We threw the family in a minivan and we drove across blood red America, including the Carolinas. And I was looking for work. You know, I need, I need to feed my family. I'd, I'd work. I had to find work. This is just a, gosh, this is less than 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's about, yeah, probably about 10 years ago. Exactly. Probably right around 10 years ago. That's when this is going down and moving the family across the country, looking for work. 
And we ended up moving to Dallas, Texas, the Dallas area. We were out in the burbs. And we noticed it immediately. It's not just the big things, like I said, taxes and things. It's the little, the tiny little day-to-day interactions you have with people around you. You can feel it. When I tell you to move out of your blue area to a red area, this is not talk radio fodder. I'm not just trying to be over the top for you or something like that. I have done it. I have put my money where my mouth is. And to this day, my wife and I will randomly at different times say, oh my gosh, do you remember how horrible it was in D.C.? And to this day, we will randomly at various times say, man, how great is our area? Oh, how nice is it here? Oh, the people were so much better. Oh, the- I'm telling you right now. It is life-changing. Life-changing. Jesse, your comments about remote work from yesterday's show were spot on. Back in 2020, when the government and organizations lost their mind about COVID, I spent about eight weeks working from home. It was awful. I was so anxious to be at work, I identified myself as essential and went back to the office. Gradually, my coworkers did the same. We didn't wait for an an invitation. All the real action with an organization. Pay attention, kids. All the real action within an organization happens in person. Quote, work from home, Braden. That's what I called him last night. <laughs> Will still be an entry-level peon after 15 years because he haven't figured out that your teammates and boss like to see you working in order to value your efforts and contributions. Keep up the fight. Regards, he says I can use his name. His name is Fred. I understand it's a new economy. I understand this work from home thing is the fad. And I understand it's nice to work from home. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. And look, maybe you're a woman. Maybe you're taking care of a child. Maybe, maybe a, a situation that requires you to do so. If you're in one of these situations where the boss has given you the option to drive into the office or work from home, get up, get a shower, brush your nasty teeth, get dressed, And go into the office. Let your boss see you. Let your boss shake your hand. Let your boss see, if nothing else, you're the guy who cared enough to show up. Half of everything is showing up. I mean, I just told you, I told you the story about, what was it, 45 minutes ago? About all the idiots I had to work with at the taco shop I just went to. A big part of the reason the place is full of idiots It's because no one else shows up to work. You find one or two dum-dums and you have to try to find a way to make it work. So what if you you consider yourself average? Maybe you do. Not everyone considers themselves to be super important and smart like I do, Chris. (laughs) What, Chris? Anyway, maybe you consider yourself average. You understand if you're average, you're light years better than most of the idiots out there. Light years better than most of the idiots. All right, that's enough of that. We have something going on in San Francisco. Actually, it's not just San Francisco. It's several cities across the country. There's something interesting happening. Coronavirus. Places like New York, San Fran, and others. In city after city after city in the United States of America, these highly vaccinated cities, if we're still calling it a vaccine, they have COVID case rates drastically higher than other places. Why is that? 
Well, let's dig into some possibilities on that in just a second. Plus, I'm going to get to some more emails. I still have great audio. I haven't even gotten to the Joe Biden audio yet. Should I play the Joe Biden audio with him just telling a flat-out lie? I enjoy that. You know what? I'm going to do that next. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 